Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, y'all. Another glorious Monday. Got, got some good people in the audience right now watching. Appreciate y'all here. Um, D, good to have you back, buddy. Glad to be back, man. And as we say every time, we are starting this one off. Happy fucking Monday. Yeah, Mondays suck. We're hoping that all you in the audience had a decent. I'm just going to set the bar decent Monday. Um, my my Monday's capping off right Another White Claw Monday, as as it should be. I mean, we're not sponsored by him, so I'm not going to say yet. the name. Yet. But not yet. One of these days. Uh, but I might jump on the uh, the drink train and we might have something a little mixed up moving forward. I just needed I needed to finish in an unfortunate way. I needed to finish my GBA league before I started drinking and podcasting and drinking <laughs> and playing. Uh, we, we got eliminated, so maybe I'll... I'll I'll share a drink with you moving forward. Hell yeah, man. And just, just to clarify, man, I, I don't have a problem. I only drink on Mondays for some reason, strangely <laughs> enough for the podcast. I was telling D before the show, I'm trying to get rid of all the White Claws in my fridge from my daughter's birthday in August. There's still so many in there. <laughs> I think I was also saying off air, I have, we have a ton of Mick Ultras because, you know, we're worried about the cows still uh, from, I think it was Christmas Eve. Those are still in the refrigerator. They're probably terrible, but they do need to be finished off. We might have to start going that hey, way uh, moving forward. I feel like Big Ultra's having a moment. This is a random tangent, but I see so many commercials for them for like the Super Bowl and like during NBA. Mick Ultra is like the, the hot new thing, huh? I don't know if it's new. Uh, big shouts to JA from up north. The reason why I say that is because him and the in the crew, they started the wave, I want to say like maybe a year and a half, two years ago, because it's the no cow drink, right? It's got no calories, people, or limited calories. Don't quote so me they say, zero. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, limited calories. calories so like people feel like I can get drunk and I don't have to worry about gaining weight. My fat ass don't care anymore. Bro. <laughs> I, I'm not an athlete anymore. Unfortunately, you know, the 35th birthday passed a while ago. So like, right, does it really matter? Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we might have to just finish them off just because nice. Well, Hey, listen guys, we appreciate you guys being here live. We see you out there. Love for all of you. Uh, if you're watching or watching, if you're listening on podcasts, love for you as well. Uh, but listen, Hey, don't forget this is a podcast as well. So hit us up. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Frizz and the Grizz. Subscribe to that shit. Give it a like. We love y'all. Thank you. Good show today. Uh, we just wrapped up NFC, AFC Championship game, so we're going to talk some football. Look ahead at the Super Bowl. Uh, good Frizz's five today. It's a, uh, I would say it's inspirational, like things that you inspire to do, right? Uh, so, yeah. so we're positivity today on Frizz's five. And we did want to touch on some NBA stuff as well because we've neglected to do some NBA and a listen special for next week. We're going to kind of deviate away from the norm. I think should we say what we're doing now? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So like usually we do like topical sports, but it's kind of a lull next week. You know, NBA is kind of going slow into all-star weekend and you have the week for Super Bowl. So we're gonna do a little throwback wrestling next week, nineties attitude era stuff. So it should be fun. Um, yeah. So D anything else before we get into the show? Let's get it started, baby. All right, this is gonna be a weird place to get started off the all the good football, half of the good football from last from yesterday. Um, I just gotta get this off my chest. Mm. I am so tired of fans bitching when they don't when their team does poorly. 
It's always the refs. It's always something else. No one wants to take accountability for their team not playing well. And I'm just so tired of it. Welcome to the to the, the wagon. I appreciate it. So being a Saints fan, um, I won't go too far down the rabbit hole, but I've kind of gotten this like hardened skin, right? Thick shell on the outside with blaming people. Um, so I don't want to hear shit about people complaining about the refs. I don't want to hear people shit, you know, complaining about like late game scenarios that got missed. Like just just remember three years in a row, I had to deal with the Diggs touchdown, right? Mm. The non-pass interference call from the Rams, right? And then the non-pass interference call from the 49ers. So I don't want to hear shit about like, oh, that we missed calls or like they got to not throw that flag or like it all came down to the nah, sh- shut up and just like Trudeau was saying. Take some accountability and some responsibility and stop making it be close games. Yeah, I think I think what got me set off was I'm a, I like Reddit. I'm on Reddit a lot and just I saw the Bengals Reddit all today, bro. Just photos of the uh, the head crew chief uh, from that game last night being like, oh, this is why we lost game. Although there was a really funny meme. You know, how, like players do jersey exchanges after the game. There was a meme of the the ref and Patrick Mahomes standing next to each other <laughs> with the jersey exchange. Bro, the internet is undefeated with that type of stuff. I I love the internet. It's it's a terrible but also hilarious place. But I mean, yeah, the the big talking point on everyone's radar today is the the roughing or uh, late hit call on Mahomes to put them in field goal range to win the game. Bro, it was a late hit. I don't know what else to say. It, it was yes, it was a foul. It was three steps out of bounds. Not only was it three steps out of bounds, he. Did he get the first down? I don't, I don't oh, know. yeah. He was like, he was already like 16, 20 yards downfield at that point. So they still weren't in field goal range yet. Yes. Right? They need and one that, more play. So the selfishness of doing something like that, it's the end of the game. Look, look there's two ways for it, right? I understand he was running full speed. Yeah, I but I also it. understand you got to realize Patrick Mahomes is on one leg. All it takes is for you to breathe on him wrong, and they are going to throw the flags, right? They're going to treat him a la Brady-esque 2000-2023, right? Because he is the golden boy. You cannot put yourself in that situation to touch him, even if he's right at the sideline, let alone three steps out of bounds. So, like, selfish on that end. I understand it's a big boy that you got to, like, slow down and whatnot, but you got to read the room. You got to understand where you're at scenario-wise. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say selfish because I don't think he meant to do that. I think he was—he—he's a big boy. He was trying to get him out of bounds. And Patrick Mahomes, he is a scrambling threat still, so he's probably like, I got to make sure he gets out of bounds. I don't want to give any more yards away. It's unfortunate, um, but you know, it, it is what it is. I think the the biggest grievance the Bengals fans were had was they showed a similar play. I think it was like in the third quarter where um, the running back was was going out of bounds and. and two chiefs uh, defenders like walloped him when they, he was almost in the green at that point, like that far out of bounds and there was no penalty. But I mean, listen, running backs, quarterbacks, there's different gloves used. The, the quarterbacks gets, get, gets kids gloves, especially if your name's Patrick Mahomes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's what people have to recognize that like, you just can't put yourself in that situation. And my biggest gripe, and I know we talked about it off air was it should have a never come down to that scramble, but in a game in a league that is getting rid of returns in general, right? They have mitigated the kick return. They have absolutely eliminated the punt return. I think the average for like teams is like five yards per, you know, per attempt. You gave up 25 Sky more baby in it. Plus. Yeah. Like in the biggest game of the season, 
you gave up 25 yards on a punt return with 30 seconds left. That that in itself is blameable, right? Like I understand, like people are like, well, there was a block in the back because they want to see it. You know how many times block in the back happens on returns mm-hmm. every fucking time, right? If you want to flag every single time, then you're gonna you're gonna cry about there being flags every time there's a punt and kick return. So like you can't have your cake and eat it too. And like that that to me was the bigger play is like you gave up, you gave Pat Mahomes the ability to attempt a game winning drive when if they punted it and downed it inside of their thirty, inside of their twenty five, like where it was. They're taking a knee and they're going to overtime. Yeah. They had no timeouts. I was a little nervous for that punt return, too, because I think they put they almost put the broadcaster jinx on that return. I remember uh, Sky Moore gets back there and Tony, Tony Romo is saying that, oh, you know, he was removed from the punt return team uh, after the first couple of games. He muffed a few punts. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, is this how it's going to go down <laughs> for the Bengals? Not like this. <laughs> but no, he was phenomenal. Uh, he got him to like the 50 yard line. Patrick Mahomes had like a 15 yard run plus. The penalty put him in field goal range. Uh, you want to break down this game itself because all I got to say is like all the people all week. I mean, it's not people. Here's the thing, right? And we've talked off air about this before. People like Colin Cowherd and uh, who's the who's the other clown? Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, you know, Stephen A. They'll they'll say things just to say things, right? To be controversial. And I think the big talking point last week was. Uh, is Joe Burrow the guy, like the best quarterback in the NFL? Get out of here with that. Get like this was the like Superman performance for Patrick Mahomes because I did not expect him to do that. We talked last week, you and me, like the mobility is going to be an issue, dude. He sucked it up. They they shot him up with whatever they did, and he he played through it, and you could tell he was in pain, and he was super impressive. So I know he won't ever technically be, but. Andy Reid is slowly getting up there as one of the best coaches in the history of football. The reason why I bring this up is because Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy drew together a great what? No, I think I think he's already there. Like you're saying, oh, slowly okay. he's been there. Well, the re- no, no. The reason why I'm saying that is because Belichick is clearly number one. Right. What I'm saying is he's getting closer to that like three two esque area because of what he's doing. And what they did game planning wise with Reed, Mahomes, and Bienemy is they knew that, you know, the Bengals knew he had one leg. It was two step drop throw. Get that ball out of your hands as quick as possible. And then if he had to become an athlete, it caught the Bengals off guard because they're like, oh crap, he's scrambling, right? So like he was getting the ball, you know, away quickly. Mahomes was making some throws that were absolutely ridiculous and as much as i wear the lsu band you know on my sleeve i say burrow is a top five top three quarterback but i wouldn't put him above mahomes this just this this dude is ridiculous and that throw that he made to mvs in the end zone on a fucking laser was like oh my like how do you do that it was like scramble right throw kind of left hop skip and a jump and it was just a seed 30 yards down the field, like right in his chest. That is like Brady, Brady Rogers and Manning esque all together combined through, you know, throughout a baby. And that's what you got on that play, which was ridiculous. No, I, this might sound blasphemous, but I think, I think Mahomes could be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Not, he's not obviously the most accomplished. That's Tom Brady, but like as far as a complete skill set, Mahomes might be that guy. Like we might be seeing the greatest physical quarterback of all time. 
Um, but you said you think Joe Burrow is still like top five. I think Joe Burrow is clearly the second best behind Mahomes at this point. Like you said, throwing a dart, like the throw that Mahomes had to T Higgins to, I think they tied it up at 13, 13 was, I'm sorry, my apologies. The the throw that Burrow had to T Higgins was one of the best throws I've seen all season. Double coverage just right. And the throw to chase dude, the throw to chase when it was fourth and six, like first of all, the balls to call that play, (laughs) right? You're fourth and six. Like, are they maybe like a, like a short slam, maybe like an out something to get the six yards. Now we're going to run it in and out. And then we're going to throw it into double coverage right in the window. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Not only double coverage, but in a spot that only his receiver could go get it because the defenders were looking back. They were looking forward, covering him, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, he's jumping. It is too late by then, right? Uh, so yeah, I, the only reason why I don't put Burrow, I don't even know. I mean, who would you put? He just might be. I'm thinking, and like the way that you put it, like he's better than Josh Allen. Yes. And that would be number two. Yes. If there was a two, then who? It drops I off guess after it's that. Burrow. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess it is Burrow. And I'm again, like I defend, you know, Burrow like he's like my quarterback for the Saints, right? Because he went to LSU. That that's my that's my guy. He's always gonna be QB one. But I think you you might be right. He might have ascended into that like second best so quarterback good, in the NFL. Um the tough part is is the turnovers. And I understand that he he had, you know, a little bit of tough <laughs> Tougher game and without his offensive line blocking. Yeah, let's the way talk he about that. We let's can go that route. That. Um, I know that you wanted. To, I know that you will. So I'll segue into it. Um, he didn't look as comfortable back there as he did the week prior, and even with the snow, I still think like he was. He was still able to get the ball off better last week. Quick throws, and he kind of held on to it a little bit longer. There was a drive that he got sacked three straight plays. I mean, you got to be on Zach. That's got to be on Zach Taylor. Hey drop something to get the ball out of his hands quick um but like they didn't and you know lo and behold they, they end up losing yeah i think the biggest difference in this game obviously i think mahomes is far you know the number one quarterback in the nfl but um the biggest difference between the two quarterbacks and their performance is the offensive line it's crazy because like when mahomes dropped back it felt like he had a clean pocket most of the game mm-hmm. um and on the flip side joe burrow man I felt bad for him because obviously we knew that he, they had those offensive line injuries last week. And I told you, man, that snow did play a imp, like impacted the pass rush of the bills. And without that element, they were just overwhelmed. Chris, Chris Jones, man, that dude's an absolute monster. Um, he gave their offensive line hell all night. And you said, well, all right, I got some numbers. They, they give five sacks on the day, which it's not great. It's five for 32. It's not great. It's not the worst, but um, like even, even without the sacks, man, there were so many times where the pocket collapsed. He had to run and just throw something out of bounds. He, he was running for his life all night. And really like, I think this, the story of the weekend is just offensive line. You look at Philly, look at the, the matchup here, like offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. You can be a great quarterback, but if you don't have help, man, it's just, it hurts. So we tend to say, you know, Casey is sexy with their offense, right? It's the Mahomes show. It's it's him getting the ball off with these incredible throws or, you know, um, not Sky Moore, the, the running back that just Pacheco, like, you know, or Kelsey, like offensive, you know, threats. Frank Clark, uh, Chris Jones, and Carlos Dunlap created incredible pressure with three men where they weren't blitzing. Right. So, like, I wouldn't even say that it's so much – like a negative for the offensive line as it was for the chiefs defense 
yeah. playing their ass off. Like I've, they typically, you don't give credit to the Chiefs defense, yeah. right? Like you, you never do. And Chris Jones, I can't, I don't know who the defensive coordinator is for the Chiefs. So I don't, I, I hate to not be able I to give credit. But what they did was they put Jones in the spots that he needed to be in to be single covered, and that's a defensive tackle, right? That's like Aaron Donald being single covered, like he's a big man and they found a way to do that by scheming it up right and the Bengals just I, didn't unfortunately adjust I don't know this I think he has something like 14 15 sacks on the air Chris Jones and so after this game I've been in preparation for the show I knew that the Bengals offensive line struggled and I'm like all right I don't know much about the Chiefs defense as you said as well you're you're kind of unaware we don't talk about the Chiefs defense um but statistically their pass rush all year and I don't know if this is because the opposing Please. team has to throw because they're down, but their pass rush has been really good all year. They were, let's see, six in the league for pressure rate and number two for total sacks behind the Eagles this year. So like, this is not a fluke. This team is good at rushing the passer and they were going against a subpar offensive line in the Bengals. There's typically a correlation between best offense in the NFL and best. Yeah. I would say sack numbers statistically wise. Yeah, because teams are playing from behind, right? So like they have to throw because the offense is putting up numbers. So those teams typically get pass rushers, a la Fletcher, a la uh, Hassan Reddick for Philly. Like the defensive front four for for the Eagles are really good because they are the highest scoring team in the NFL, right? So like they've been playing from behind and not only are they, I don't want to always talk about, I don't want to you know, talk too much about the Eagles, but the, it's the same thing with the defense and the offensive perspective putting up points is that they they get players that put their hand in the dirt, just go get the quarterback because they're, you know, the opposite opposing team is down 14, is down right. 17. And they're just controlling the ball at that end where it's like, we have to get the ball back, right? So like they got to throw the ball. And that's essentially like how the, the Chiefs played the Bengals well, without having the lead, right? You know, it was a seven point game the whole game. You know what that reminds me of is to a T, the old Peyton Manning Colts where, who, I forget who their edge Dwight, rusher was. Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney would have a field day because Peyton would get up 14-0 or whatever. And you know the opposing team has to pass. And Dwight Freeney would just tee off on the opposing tackle. I think it was Freeney and Mathis. I can't yes, remember the that was a good call, man. Yes, those yeah. are the two guys. Um, but yeah. that reminds me of how the Colts played back in the day. Just get the lead and hold it. If there is one concern I have going forward, I mean, well, two concerns. Number one, their offensive uh, weapons outside of Kelsey looking real thin right now. I think they were down to three receivers in that game total mm -hmm. by yep. the end of it. Um, but, you know, they have a week to recover, so maybe they'll get some of those guys back. I was going to point out their rushing attack was pitiful. I'm looking at the yes. numbers now. 20 rushes for 42 yards, averaging 2.1 yards a carry. They're still winning, but, like, I'm still concerned that they can't run the football. I think they're they're going to be in trouble because the front seven for Philly is is really good, but it it's weird because it's just the way that it pans out from Mahomes, the way that he's playing and the way that he played made it easier for them to give up to you know, only get two yards per rush. Right? It was your first and tens making it second and seven, and then he can throw the short pass to pick up a first down or make it easier for third down being third and one, third and two. Now you have to worry about if it's a run or a pass. So they did just enough, you know, relying on, on Pacheco. And I want to say McKinnon even got a couple of runs in there. Uh, yeah, he had four. He didn't get as much yards, but it's the fact that he still ran Robert Mathis. There we go. I, like I said, I was deep in my bag in that one. I just, I, I knew the last name. I just couldn't remember. Um, I couldn't remember. Good shout. Good shout. Hip hop. Hip -hop. Uh, appreciate you. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, they, they're running the ball enough that you have to respect the run game. Last week was yes. a much better outcome, but Pacheco also had like a 40 yard rip on one of them. Uh, so like that, you have to take into account for that. If you can get three yards per carry, I think you put yourself in a really good spot uh, against the Eagles. Yeah. Um, just one last thing on the Bengals, just offensive line wise. So I did mention they gave up five sacks for 32 yards. They also had three holds for for negative 30 yards. So like just overall, they were just outmatched. Um, I do have like a, I had a thought watching the Chiefs and this is like the last thing that happened this game. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound a little weird, but watching Patrick Mahomes play in that game, it reminded me so much of like 2017 Tom Brady with the Patriots. And I, hear me out why I said that. Mm-hmm. And you're going to love this because this was you were on this from the beginning of the season. I, I remember those shitty Patriots teams, and I say shitty just because their skill positions were so bad. He was throwing to every white guy in the NFL. It was like Chris Hogan, Edelman, yep. Amendola. Literally every <laughs> white guy at wide receiver was on that team. Um, but he just found a way to just like be surgical. And like Mahomes looked that way. Like the guys on the field playing with him, Nobody, I mean, not nobody's because that's kind of mean, but you know what I mean? As far as like a number one receiver, number two receiver and Mahomes was just surgical the entire Mm -hmm. game. And when you needed him to make a big drive at the end, you knew it was going to happen. It's just, he has that Tom Brady S quality now where I will just cut you to pieces and win this game. It's crazy. I wish I had a Nostradamus hat. For everybody that called me out and said, How are the how is Mahomes gonna be better at quarterback without Tyreek Hill? Hold on, let me finish this one because I said it at the beginning of the season. Without him having his binky, right? His blanket, his throat, fuck it, hills down there somewhere. He learned he, he not saying he didn't have it, right? But he's learned how to just take what the defense is giving you instead of having to rely on a five-step drop, wait wait, wait, throw to Hill. He's doing those two, three steps. Get the ball out. Is this one to Juju? Sure. Is this one to Tony? Sure. Is this MVS? Sure. Is this one Kelsey? Let my receivers do the work after because like he's he's taking what the defense is giving him. I said he was going to be a better quarterback. The proof is in the pudding just from this season that he was a better QB, the position of quarterback. Maybe the team isn't as good as an explosive, but he played the position of quarterback better this year than he has his entire career because he doesn't have a number one right now. Yeah, I think it's fair. My only objection is that, you know, thinking on the flip side, we talked about Joe Burrow making that that pass on fourth and six to uh, Jamar Chase. And when you absolutely need to have a play, it's so nice to have your Tyree kill to be like, we need this play. Let's just do it. Just give me one. Give me one first down and the guy will get it for you. I just, he they, he doesn't have the guy except for Kelsey. Kelsey is that guy right now. But outside of him, no one's going to will themselves to get you a first down. It's going to be either Mahomes on his back or Kelsey can do something for you. So I wish he had one more weapon going to the Super Bowl, but they've done it so far. So who knows? Do you want to jump over to the, uh, was the uh, NFC Championship game? Yeah, just real quick, and then we can move on. I, by no means am I advocating that he doesn't need. No, I know. One. It's just one of those like he became a better quarterback without that guy, right? And like he was able to elevate his game. If he had Tyreek, could they be in this position still? Absolutely. Like I'm not saying that he wouldn't, 
but he's he is doing what you just said where it's surgical down the field now and it's not just the big play it's second and six first down second and five out to the you know out to the numbers first down as opposed to slant across the middle taken for 80 yards or streak up the seam taken for 70 yards he's getting 300 plus yards passing without an explosive play mm -hmm. which is incredible um on the on the subject of the Eagles 49ers I know we talked right off the jump kind of the idea of like we're tired of excuses and again another game this weekend that is filled with excuses because Brock Purdy going out like I, th I don't know if it was like early first quarter within the first drive or so mm -hmm. um, complete built-in excuse for the 49ers I personally think Brock Purdy stays healthy Eagles still win this game but <laughs> Once he went out, there was absolutely no chance the 49ers were going to win. Love you, Josh Johnson. He's been around for 13 years in the league, but he wasn't going to do it for you that day. I'm I'm just kind of sad in general the game turned out the way it did because that game, we had so many questions going in, right? Number one, are the Eagles for real? Because they just beat up on a team and the Giants we thought were fraudulent, and they didn't prove anything again. And then another thing was, I, I'm i still a hater of Brock Purdy. I'm not a hater. I just don't think he's like... a top, People want to make him a top 10 quarterback right now. Like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, I thought this might have been the end of the road for Brock Purdy as far as playing a, an elite defense. And he, we don't know now at this point because he played one drive and threw two passes before he got injured. Um, so I'm just kind of bummed out how it turned out. Like, what are your emotions about this game? Uh, a couple thoughts. first before I, you know, I don't want to get too bent up in emotion, emotional behind it. Um, but there's like the, the troll in me that wants to say for everybody that says that Jalen hurts can't throw, he's not a quarterback and all he does is run when that happened to the 49ers and all they had was people that could run what happened. <laughs> right. So like, stop shitting on them. Right. And, I, and all I'm saying is they put up 30 points on the league's supposed best defense by running the ball. They ran the ball. Look, I, what, I'm, what I mean yeah. by this is like, you can call it a joke, you can call it a troll, whatever. There's a lot of people that like to shit on Jalen Hurts and say he can't throw. And then if another team gets put in that position, oh, we don't have a quarterback. Well, then I, I thought you said Jalen Hurts wasn't a quarterback. So again, that's just me getting my troll on um, yeah. <laughs> in the emotional side of things. But when it comes to the actual game, I hate that there was an injury that kind of determined. Early for too. To, yeah, for, it was the first drive of the game for them. Uh, determined for people to complain about something like this. I still think that the we both took the Eagles. Like I, I still thought that they were going to bl not blow them out, but it just wasn't going to be a close game because I think the Eagles defense was great and it showed. It just sucks that there's a built-in excuse saying we could have been here if we had a quarterback and like we should have had Steve Young come start. It's like shut up, like because you. I feel like people are doing everything in their power. And I texted one of my group chats to say that Jalen Hurts isn't as good as he is. And like when they are successful, he's fourteen and one as a starting quarterback this season. The two games that they lost were because they had other quarterbacks starting. He's taken out the best defense in the NFL in the conference championship, and they just continue winning. But when they win, it's the team, and he's not really contributing to it. He's literally an MVP candidate, and people still can't give him his credit because there's always something that's happening. And right now, it's because Brock Purdy got hurt, and that's the only reason why that they won. When you disagree, like what you, I don't know what these quote unquote people are saying. Like, so what are you disagreeing with? Because I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. I'll, I'll, I'll upgrade to very good. Like, I don't have him as, like, a top four guy, probably. But at the same token, like, 
He's done everything they've asked him to do, and I I think you mentioned like what they're he was fourteen and one, dude. He's got like if we if we want to put forty ers at the top of the mountain, they're the number two defense, the Eagles. Um, their skill positions are awesome. Their offensive lines mm-hmm. are the best in the game. So it it is easy to be successful. Um, but the one thing I laughed at, and I was <laughs> trying to disagree with you, is like they put up thirty one points to thirty points against the number one off defense in the league. I looked at their stats, like their offensive production, and it's it's laughable. Pass Hertz was forty on the ground. Cut it out. Hertz Hertz is fifteen for twenty five for one hundred twenty one yards. And you said how? What do they have on the ground? Go ahead. One forty eight. Do you know how many how many carries they need for that? Forty. Yeah, they average three and a half yards a carry. That's not that's not very impressive. You still got to stop them. Three I'm just to saying. four yards per carry. Is a first down every single time if, they're getting ready to run. If the ball. you do that against Patrick Mahomes, you're losing by 40. The thing is, they can do it against Mahomes because they will control the ball. They'll control the ground game. They'll control the clock. If they are running the ball at four yards a pop, that's going to put the the, the three and a half, three and a half, whatever. Still first down if you average that uh, off of three runs. They're going to put the Chiefs behind the eight ball because all they have to do is score once and then stop the Chiefs. And that's exactly the formula that the Eagles are running right now, where they're just they're going to run the ball, they're going to go up, you're going to get behind, they're going to stop you, they're going to keep running the ball, control the clock, you're going to be down two scores, and then now they can start rushing you. So like that's their formula. It's worked. Mm-hmm. They're in the Super Bowl because of it. I mean, I listen. I I want the Eagles from the Super Bowl. I'm not trying to be a hater here. I'm just saying, like, what you're holding up as evidence of them having a good offense, it's kind of fraudulent. The three fumbles definitely put them in winnable positions to to score those touchdowns. Um, I, you know, the one thing that I find to be the most annoying is that they had a balanced offense on the first drive, and once Brock Purdy went out, they kind of like said, "Hey, we only need to score like." I don't know, 14, 17 points and we win this game. And they just went some run, 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 super run heavy. Uh, so I don't know. We we haven't seen this postseason Jalen Hurts be pushed. And just to kind of like jump on the idea of this Eagles team not being pushed to the brink, I did some research as far as their regular season is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had, what, 14 wins this regular season? They went 14-3, and three, I believe. Yep. They, they only... So six of those 14 wins... Were all were one possession games, and most of them were seven points, like just at the fringe of one possession. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had eight games that they won by over seven points. So my only concern is that I know, I believe with supreme confidence in the Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes can lead a team on that game winning. I need you to carry the team drive. We just haven't seen the Eagles have to do it, and that's not like doubting Hurt saying he's not good. It's just they haven't proved it out yet because they didn't haven't had to so i i think it's there's a huge difference between one score games with the vikings and one score games with the eagles we knew kirk cousins was going to fold we knew kirk cousins was going to come back down to earth and in the big moment just not perform jalen hurts has and he's (laughs) had he's had a mvp what we did Kirk Cousins about, do to you? You're just dragging him in the mud right now. Well, I'm saying, well, because the same thing when you say one score games, it just made me think about the Vikings yeah. um, and their record, you know, their fraudulent record with one score games. Uh, so when you compare it to the Eagles, like they won at, at one point, like eight straight or 10 straight games lost and then won another four or five. Like 
I don't think I'm worried about their close games when they have a an MVP candidate, b one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL, and c one of the best defenses. That formula in itself is a Super Bowl formula, right? Literally to a T. Great run game, MVP quarterback, great defense. So if they keep doing what they're doing, even with Mahomes and his magic, I still don't know who I'm picking on this one yet. I, I got to see how well, he feels. We need it. We need it for next segment. So you better think about it. Really, like we still got two weeks. We talk about next week. Real I just wrote no. my, my prediction down right now. I got gotcha. you. I'll let you let you segue into this one because I still don't know who I'm going with. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about this game. It, it was a, it was a, it was a bummer. But uh, hey, man. Oh, last thing, uh, I I did write something down. Uh, I had a I have a friend who sits 50, 50 yard line, first row Eagles was there. That shit definitely hit that that wire that punt. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. like I, it was one of those plays where like you go, you know, you get up, you go to the bathroom or something like that because it's a punt, and then like I come back and I hear. It's under review, and then I hear like it did. We without conclusive evidence, we can't tell if it hit the wire. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? So yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that that punt was apparently hitting a wire or something. By the way, starting quarterback for the 49ers next year is. If you had to pull right now, Trey Lance. My man, my man. Maybe Tom Brady. I don't know if you heard those rumors, but we'll get. Yeah, that's did. for another I, day. <laughs> I heard people joking around saying that Garoppolo is going to be Brady's backup again. <laughs> He's going to get traded to the 49ers. All right, this is going to be a really quick segment. We're going to be kind of in and out. Just talk real quick mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Uh, it's still two weeks away, so there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll just right off the top. Uh, actually, before we get into the actual prediction, how do you feel about the halftime show? You Rihanna fan? Uh, I'm not gonna say that I'm a fan, but I don't mind. The, I don't mind the selection. I think mm. um, last year, last year was the. I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> last year was the '90s throwback, right? Not, no '90s, 2000s. It was Dre, Snoop, and all that. That was, was that dope. Last year that, was, that was that was dope. Last year. Kendrick 50 too. Cent came back all you know all fat, fat. And <laughs> on the. I loved it though. I was just <laughs> like, let's go. If he can do it, I can do it. If if that's fifty. If he's 40-something years old and I'm only a couple years away and he can look like that, hey, I'm good. I'm good. Wait, all right, wait, hold on. I'm missing the point there. So you're saying I can get fat is what you're saying? Well, he was like fat and buff at the same time. Like it looked like he was cut. It's just, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> he looked like he was 40 years old, right? He looked like it. And it, or 40 plus, whatever the hell he, he is. And it just gave me hope. I was like, look, man, if I could look like that, he's still kind of cut up, right? Like a big upper body, probably a little lower body. Although I got legs of a fucking lineman still there you go that'd be fine I, that's never gonna go away uh but rihanna i, I think it's gonna be a good show. i hope it's a good show it's just halftime to me really isn't a big deal no um, huh not not really i don't really care for certain performances because i know that they've gone a lot more political with shit and i, I try to stay away from that type of stuff mm-hmm. um but good 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 cast there might be a surprise which would be great um but i think last year's super bowl was dope last year's super bowl Halftime show was dope, so I, I don't know how much she could be better than. Yeah, I'm not a huge Rihanna fan. I got nothing against her, uh, but I'll, I'll give her a chance. Like whatever. All right, uh, Super Bowl predictions. I will. I will kick us off. I I want in my heart of hearts for the Eagles to win. Right. I don't know what it is. I kind of am annoyed by the Chiefs at this point. Is that weird to say? A little bit. I think, you know, what really got me was that stupid shit this week about them being like, it isn't Burrowhead, it's Arrowhead. Uh. You, you told me that. that um, so annoying. 
tabletop, not table. Wow, chalkboard material. You chalkboard. said that that wasn't a thing. Um, no, it's it, not. Like, it's it's bulletin it, board. It's not a thing. Pick, pick a board. Pick a board. Called, bulletin board. You said it wasn't a thing, and the team that's going to the Super Bowl. It isn't what's a the thing. First thing it, that they said when they fucking won. Bullhead, huh? Bullhead, huh? Like, oh, your jabronis or what? I mean, perfect thing to bring up, especially with you know with the wrestling yeah. thing next week. But like. Kelsey even said it like in the post game interview. It was just like, know your role, Mayor, and you shut your mouth, Jabroni. Like, come on. Like, obviously, that stuff, like, it's just extra shit that, like, I took it personal, right? Like, Michael Jordan, somebody sneezed near him. It's like, oh, you want to sneeze on the subway? I took it personal. Just something to make professional athletes tick. And uh -huh. it's a thing. No, it's stupid because, like, in football, are you going to, you're not going to go like 50% on a football play when you can get your ass killed. No, you're going to 100% <laughs> every player you're going to get your ass beat. And you'll say this stupid shit afterwards like it actually made a difference. I'm so, I'm over the Chiefs now. I'm actually changing my prediction now. Um, I originally, I, I think it's going to be 34 28 Kansas City Chiefs over Philly. So it's going to be a higher scoring game. Um, but fuck, fuck them. 28, 28, 21 Philly. Just because I'm so sick of them now. I would love to see a high scoring affair. Super Bowls typically aren't. It's usually like the second half that like gets the momentum after teams have felt out each other for like three or four like uh, drives. Uh, I'm going. I I, I want to see him win another one because it's going to be great. I'm going 24-20 Chiefs. Um, I want to see Mahomes get that second one and enter into that area of like all time great because this would be five AFC championships that he's gone to three Super Bowl appearances and he's won one. We said that we won't see another Brady and he can't go undefeated. So we get that. But if he is still under 30, he's got two of them things. Watch out. Mm. Um, would great to see, you know, Jalen win one. So like, I'm not gonna be mad at whoever wins it. I got no horse in this race. But for prediction-wise, I want to see... I, I feel like it's going to be 24-20 Chiefs. Also, I hate the way Mahomes talks. What, you don't talk like Bert from, blah, blah, blah. Bert from, uh, Is it Burt or... Who's the other one from... Trash uh, Can? Sesame Street. Trash yeah. Can Who, one cookie? I don't know what his is name is. Is it Burt and Ernie? Is, is it Burt and Ernie? I don't know. I he sounds like a Muppet. That's all I'm going to say. Is is it Muppets? Is Sesame Street the Muppet? It yeah, is the Muppets. It's the Muppets. Is Kermit's on that one? Kermit the Frog, I can only think yeah. of Big, Big Bird. Big Bird in the trash. Bro, can you have guy. a kid. How do you not know this? We don't watch. We don't. Sesame Street is like I didn't can't even say it's dead. It's not dead, but it's on HBO now. So like, it's not even oh, on wow. like PBS. It's like fancy. Like yeah, exactly. Like, and we got HBO Go. Like, I'm not. Go, I'm not thinking of. Let me go to HBO to watch Sesame Street. So we 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 are on like the Coco. Actually, we're getting into Disney. We know we Bluey Squad. Bluey Squad around here. Always Bluey. Always Bluey. Number one show for kids to watch is Bluey. Fuck Coco Melon. Um, but we're getting more Clip that. into like Clip that. Actual, Fuck Coco Melon. Exactly. Shit that has meaning to it, right? Um, so a lot a lot of Moana, a lot of um, Enchanto, and a lot of Ratatouille has been has happened. You don't talk about Bruno. We got yeah. Don't talk about Bruno, but again, we go off randomly on shit. Um, but yeah, twenty four twenty Chiefs. That might have been our our fast, most fast, quickest segment of all time. Couldn't think of quickest. Fastest, quickest. Quack, fastest, quickest. Quackest fist. <laughs> exactly. All right, you ready to do this thing? Let's get it. 
Prepare yourselves for the greatest and most unique segment in podcast history. Let's rank some stuff with D. It's time for Frizz's Five. Whew. Bring him in, Trudeau. All right, I'll bring him in. So, hey, we want to do something different. I think this is my idea, actually. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take full credit for this one. Uh, I don't want to give away what inspired me, but the idea is like, man, there are things in life that you see people do or skills or talents, whatever, natural or uh, learned, uh, that you're like, damn, I wish I could do that. So I thought it'd be cool to kind of learning. We can learn each other a little more. If we'll you know, find our, our interests. Mm-hmm. Top five skills or talents you wish you had. Yeah. Um, again, normally we get like very emotional. I get very emotional and, and high strung with this type of stuff. Like I'm always yelling. I don't think this is going to be that type of segment. Um, <laughs> Another reason why Mahomes is the worst. His, <laughs> his brother and wife are the worst. Yo, we need Hip Hop Anonymous 91 to keep coming in. Fly Eagles Fly. I love this guy. He's the best. It allows us to laugh. Keep the shit going. I appreciate it. Uh, but no, for the for the five this week, again, I'm not going to be high strung and like yelling and whatnot. Kind of just again motivational um i think again we, we randomly brought it up and it was like it'd be cool to know like what type of talents you know somebody else would want to have uh so for me number five we're gonna go obviously five to one and usually we'll go i'll, I'll go five and then trudeau would rip off his we're gonna go back and forth uh so you guys get to know us a little bit more if you got some talents that you guys would love to have throw them in the chat uh obviously bring them up in the podcast or on facebook tomorrow whichever is easier for you guys so let's get this popping right mm-hmm. number five i'm going with swimming but sports-related swimming, like having to competitively swim, I feel like that'd be dope. So you won't be like a nice swimmer, like just crushing laps. Like, yeah, like Michael Phelps style. Like imagine like being like an Olympic champion for like, I mean, like him, like for swimming. He's got like, what, 20 gold medals? Like, a, I think the whole black thing would be great. Like the black swimmer has 20 gold medals. Like I feel like that so would be hilarious. You want to be? Um, no. So let me get straight. It wasn't just I want to be a good swimmer. I want to be the greatest no. swimmer of all time. Yeah, like I can swim, right? I can swim. I, you put me in a pool, I can swim. What I'm saying is like competitive swimming. Like if you, if it'd be cool to I know like... how to like, <laughs> how to like. I don't. I can't fucking swim fast, right? Like a shark behind me, I'm fucked. But like. I, it'd be dope to be like an Olympic or at least learn how to be an Olympic style swimmer. I feel like there's a lot of perks that can come with that. Olympic. All right. I think now if I had a week number four, number five, but my top four, I'm really strong about number five was week. I'm cutting it. I'm doing a number different number five for comedic for comedic being a com- comedy. Nice. Uh, no, 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 that's not what I would. I'm, my new number oh. five for comedic would be, um, I want to run fast. <laughs> The white, the white I was running. <laughs> the white guy wants to run fast. I'm too slow, man. I'm too slow. So I, I didn't go like sports related. That, that was my only sports related uh, talent that I, I wanted to acquire because I could just say, I want to be a basketball player. I want to be Steph Curry shooting. I don't want to go no, that yeah. route. Um, I, th- I thought you meant like a little no, bit more serious. No, no, I will go serious. No, my, my actual number five was, uh, and wait, it's more quick. There you go. Uh, my actual number five is to be like really good at gardening so I could like grow all my own shit. You know what I mean? I think that'd be kind of cool. Green thumb is a thing, bro. I can't. I can't. I got a plant. little bit. I got a little I bit. I can't plan to save my life. But if it like, ain't throwing mulch on the ground I, or just mowing the lawn with the John Deere, I got nothing for you when it comes to gardening, unfortunately. That, w- that was my week one, but I like my other four much better. Right, what's your number four? Number four, because I feel like it would be dope to, you know, if I had this talent, some type of artistry talent. 
Can you be more specific? Like, yeah, absolutely. I got two of them. Um, like Picasso esque when it comes to actually drawing. I feel like that'd be dope to be able to just like think of something and just like get your your meditation on and just draw, right? Like some type of portrait, building, person, whatever it is, or even like sculptures type, like a Michelangelo. Like I can't, yeah. Like I'm not chiseling out a man's penis. Sorry, I'm not going that route. Uh, but it's just like sculpturing in, shit. In yes. Well, I'm not gonna go down that route anyway. Um, <laughs> but like we we talked about ice sculptures. Remember because they were white people. If we, <laughs> you set it up, me. Um, you made the diss, not me. What what I was gonna say is we talked about ice sculptures um, during the writ during the power pole. Remember when we were talking about yeah, you want to have ice sculpture? Yeah, like like if I just had a big ass ice sculpture. I was like, I thought about that. Like if I had the ability to like create a sculpture for somebody's birthday party or wedding, that'd be fucking dope. I like it. I like it. Some 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 sort of artistry. I'm curious where you go with number one, two, three. My number four, four would be kind of sweet. Um, I it kind of inspired me to think about this through Grand Theft Auto, and you'll hear, you'll get it in a second. Not shoot people, no. <laughs> Number four, fly a plane. I like it. It just, it seems, at least in the video games, it just seems so peaceful. And just the idea of kind of like being in a, in a plane by yourself, hovering above the world, like not a, not a worry, right? It's just like so serene. You can see everything. To be able to just fly a plane by yourself and just kind of do your thing, it'd be so cool. You good, man? So you're talking. Yeah, my dog just. I don't know. If you can't see. It I can't the hear. Cameras it. over here. My dog just walked in. He's growling at something. Um, you talking private plane or like like? Oh, like commercial? like a little. No, no, not a commercial. Like a little kind of single engine with the kind of propeller, just kind of like taking off from a small airport. Just fly yeah. your own little plane. That'd be kind of sweet. That'd be dope because like if you just you know you you had a house up in Maine, right? And like there's an airport that you could go to. You'd be like, all right, let's you know just take a trip up to fucking Maine and be there in like an hour. Like that'd be dope. Um, actually, not a bad one. Right on. Those things always right crash on. though, because kind of freaks me out. Don't. Yeah, man. Like I don't want to go down the route, especially because it just passed. Unfortunately, with the uh, the the eight and twenty four, the Kobe Bryant thing, like that just. Oh that wow, was, yeah. That was last week. Those things go down. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they, they they do unfortunately. But to keep it on a positive note, uh, number three, what I will bring up, it's not even really it's a talent, but like it's not the bilingual, it's the like multilingual, right? Like it would be learning languages Bruh. proficiently. Go ahead. No, give me the cheer. Hold on. But it, like, I'm not just talking about like, I wish I just knew Spanish. No, I'm talking like if I knew Spanish, Portuguese, French, like if I could speak like five different languages, you know how dope that would be? I'd be like the best employee for my job. Actually, I'd have a different job. I'd be able to do anything in the fucking world, right? Like you could go to multiple countries and just fluently speak speak their language without having to, you know, Google it or some shit like that. I don't have the time or the patience to, you know, whatever the... Tail, not Telemundo, whatever the program is, hooked on Fox. Duolingo, or, yeah, like that. I don't, I don't have the time or the patience to try to learn it. So it'd be cool if I had that as a talent already. I feel, I like how your number five and number three, you took it to like the extreme. It's not like, hey, I want to learn a language fluently. I want to learn all the fucking languages. <laughs> I don't want to just swim. I want to be Michael Phelps. Yeah, man, I told you. Like, it's not just those things. Because, like, you could just say, well, Darian, pick up a book and learn Spanish. Like, yeah, I could. It's I hard. Don't, I don't got the fucking time or the patience to do it. Yeah, it ain't easy, right? So, like, it'd be cool if you already knew five languages, right? Like, mm. you just had that shit. Yeah, my number three is also speak a language fluently. Let's go! But I, I only said one. I don't need to know every language on Earth. 
<laughs> you just never know what type of situation. I, you know what? I just don't in. aspire for greatness like you. Hey, man, I'm sorry that, again, this is my five, not your five. <laughs> but we hit the same number three, so I guess we're kind of sharing that one. Uh, number two for me, and this is going more towards like the um, the the Steve Jobs type of thing, like techno- technology creation. Okay. Like having the intellect to just think of like what could be the next thing for technology, right? Like the people that like understand what to do. Steve Jobs is Apple, right? I, I got that name right. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know he passed away. Um. But like having that thought of like what the next thing could be for technology, whether it's a phone, whether it's a vehicle, whether it's a building, like anything that's like re designing how uh, how electronics are used i don't have that fucking skill right i'm not that creative it'd be dope to have that mm-hmm. like mindset of like what to what to know to create something in the technology field okay again very very aspirational i like it <laughs> you said it bro what do you think i was gonna say you know like i, I wish i had to like, tell, learn, like, shoot, like, like Steph at 5 10 like learn to code or something no nah, i wanted to create apple <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's your five though. It's your five. I love it. Uh, I was going to go with my number two is learn how to like proficiently, uh, play piano. Oh, let's go. Love that instrument. You know, get a keyboard, do whatever you want. Um, I just, I like the idea of entertaining for sure. Uh, all right, let's get your number one. I, I'm guessing it's going to be, be president or some crazy aspirational (laughs) shit. I cannot wait. I hate that you said it because it's not as much of a follow-up whenever we do this. No way. But no way. number one is definitely playing the piano. Oh, nice. Let's go. Yeah. So that one I made like specific to the actual instrument. Like I got music in quotations, but like, you know how many doors could open for you? Like if you were an incredible piano player, that's not just like in the actual music world. Like you can perform in plays, like you can perform at like like i don't know like just like bar, like bars and shit like mm-hmm. that like it it's such a field that like if you know how to play the piano dope like you can you can write your own ticket for life like you could just show you could be an outcast like you could just you don't have to have a house you could just travel and just play piano anytime you want to and or like even like a guitar or something like that and like if you play it right that shit can that can change your entire life. So like, if there was something that I, I could have picked up on in, in school, it's definitely I wish I, I learned how to play the piano. So I was thinking piano, not as, not as, um, not in a way that gets me some sort of like monetary return. I was almost thinking like if there's a random piano somewhere, like I could just like pop down and just like people like oh shit and just like stop and listen, yeah. like kind of like just just cap capture an audience, just make people watch in awe. That would be kind of cool. So my first thought was. You know, when we talked about this, it was piano right away. That was my number one. It was getting the rest was the harder was the harder part. But number one for me was piano as soon as we thought about this. Mm. And it's the episode, the first or the second episode of Fresh Prince when Uncle Phil is judging Will Smith because he dresses like he's from Philly. He has the accent and he talks like Philly and he says, I know who you are. You are X, Y and Z. Uncle Phil walks away, RIP, obviously, James Avery. And Will jumps on the piano and he starts playing Beethoven. And like, it's just like that type of thing is just like you think you know somebody. And like you were saying, the surprised look that people would give you if you just jump on the piano, like, oh shit, he's playing the piano. Like that feeling would be dope. Even if it, like you said, doesn't lead to money, just having the ability to do that yeah. changes like an entire room. So it'd be cool to, to capture that. 
I'm with you. All right, let me give you my number one. Uh, this will be drum roll. It's very much in the same vein. My number one is I'd love to be an, a, a good singer, like a very good nice. singer. So, like, again, like, I just want to, like, you know, get up on a stage and captivate an audience just with some singing, some dulcet tones. So you're going more towards, like, like Broadway singing? No, like, just, like, being, like, like, if I, like, all right, let me, karaoke night, I, I just, I just pick a song, get up on stage, and it's everyone just chilling, and then, like, I start singing, everyone just goes. The fuck that guy's like you know what I mean like something like that where you're just like oh damn like that's that's good like you know what I mean I don't need to be a Broadway singer I'm just saying like just uh, just like have a good enough tone to like just get people going not a bad one yeah and uh fairly I I didn't know that um but yeah like that shit right there good shit like he's all over the place um that's also a good one when I was like thinking about talents I felt like if we were to pull a room you know singing would be up there for a majority of people I don't really care for singing because no. i got i can sing right now right no i'm joking my my kids think that i let can it go sing. let it that's go all I, that's all i can that's all i care about is they think that i'm a good singer so like i, I why do i need that talent right i What's, already got the crowd that's if gonna, you're going to go to karaoke night what is your go-to song uh, i got probably, you with mine if you don't if you need a second x gonna give it to you by dmx <laughs> <laughs> i was actually i was reaching for this one <laughs> I like that. So that you're singing to that. That's like your yeah, really old so, tones. Uh, weird story behind it. I actually did that for my in-laws first um, Christmas Eve party. Oh. <laughs> so like, yeah, him, that uh, ex me, me and my, my sister-in-law, we, we did that karaoke for the first time. The first Christmas Eve that I spent with them. <laughs> They're like, everybody's got to do, uh, everybody's got to do karaoke. And I was like, oh, well, let's bring out some DMX. <laughs> Dog going to give it to you. <laughs> That's solid. I had a terrible throat like the next morning because I was like, I'm going to it. and obviously you're drinking and whatnot. But yeah, that was that was, that was <laughs> a real story behind it. Yeah, I oh, like that. Dog set. I want to get a karaoke machine low key. That'd be fun. Uh, mine is Roses by Outkast. Jam. Nice. Jam. I like that. I can even get through the rapping part. I'm, I've been doing it a lot, a while. So that we had me and, and Houghton, um, I don't know if it was recorded, but me and him had California love karaoke oh. where he was Dre and I was Tupac. Yes. It was phenomenal. Big shout out to Houghton on that one. That was like 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> They'll come to oh no, maybe not 20. Definitely like 15 years ago. Um, can you I still do it? You think? No, because I don't hear the song as uh, much. I right. can't. I, I listen to Pac, but like when they're like asleep, <laughs> like and I'm downstairs doing the dishes, but we we don't we don't be playing. That I would love to record it and and just have it as a, a podcast track. We just transition to you and Houghton singing California Love. <laughs> I gotta find it. Maybe we did record it, but it was it was actually hilarious. If you find it, it will uh, it'll appear on this show. I guarantee. I gotta look for it. So, it's probably on some type of Facebook memory, so I'll just have to keep looking for the next 364 days. You'll you'll get there one day. All right, solid, solid, solid section. I liked that uh, phrases five. That transition music's pretty sweet. I love it. Doesn't slap as much as the uh, James Bond pause menu, but uh, no. it's close, close. I, we might get in some trouble if we switch it up to that. Though. I know, I know. All right, uh, I just titled this segment NBA Catch Up. Just kind of we kind of jump around different things uh, from the NBA. Uh, first things first, uh, 
like I get LeBron being upset about the foul, but bruh, it's been like four days and he's still crying on social media. He's your boy. He's your man. What's going on? Can you please tell him to stop? Uh, cut it out. Just because he is a Laker doesn't mean he's my boy or my man's. I said it from jump. He's a Laker, but I still can't stand the way that he plays. Look, I we started off the segment with it. Like when we were talking about complaining about shit, there were some great plays that ended that Celtics game. And there were some bonehead plays that ended it. Like I didn't know that Pat Beverly could get off the ground like that. I was not expecting a put back dunk uh, or line drive three. Like it looked like he was literally throwing a baseball into the back of the room. Um, but they were up three. This is why I, I'm not on the side of LeBron with the foul because they were up three with three seconds left. And they let Jalen Brown get to the line by fouling him on a layup. You can't put yourself in the and like this is again to them saying, like, we've had five games that the referees have decided. Stop putting it in the referees' hands, right? Like, I understand, yes, it was a foul, and he missed that they missed that call. That game should have never got to overtime because you were up three with five seconds left and you fouled the opposing player with three seconds left and allowed him to make the shot and hit the free throw. So like that's that's my gripe where it's like if you were a team that's you know 23 and 27, stop worrying about the referees and make it so that it's not such a close game in the clutch. And I want to give an award out to Patrick Beverly for the the biggest clown in the NBA. The biggest clown award. They should award that every season. Doug, the, uh, that tech was hilarious if that's what you're going with. Yes, bringing the camera over to the officials and being like, look at this, look at this. That may be up there with the best penalty that a player has purposely committed in the history of sports. Oh, like, dude, that needs to be a top five list. Because like, I got, I got, like, well, I got a we'll couple. Purposely, like... You, you know when, like, people, like, someone threw... I think it happened in college where somebody threw a flag and so, like, they picked it up and they threw the flag. <laughs> like, like, shit like that. It's like, you purposely tried to get a flag. No, like, we, I, we gotta go on dumbest penalty... Dumbest ways to get penalties of all time in sports as a top Oh, I got number one, but yes. I, I, I'm not gonna give it up, but I know number can one Can I ask you... Is, hey, throw it in the chat if you got some, got some nominations, but I got a nomination for dumbest penalty... I, I like this one. The, the do you remember the old was OG To getting the sharpie out of the back of the uh, the pylon inside of the ball and yep. shit. That was a good one. That was a good way to get a penalty. I think Chad Johnson at the time before he was Ocho Cinco, he had a um, NFL please don't find me shirt, <laughs> and he got fined. <laughs> Like you scored a touchdown, pulled up the shirt. It was like, NFL, please don't find me. And they're like, you showed your belly. Like, here's a $5,000 fine. <laughs> Speaking of top five, I know we did top five. I just want to impromptu just random list because I was thinking about this, about Pat Bev, because Pat Bev, I think, is probably one of the most annoying players in the NBA, right? Just because he's, yep. he just does dumb shit. He's always, listen, he's not even a good basketball player, and he just he acts like he's the shit. And he annoys the shit out of everyone. And I wanted to get like the list of like the most annoying athletes uh, in NBA, or I guess like any any athlete. And I wanted I threw out one to you uh, before Lance Stevenson, one of the biggest. Like I'm talking about like just someone who's a pest, someone who's just there to like annoy you. Because I always think of uh, was it the Pacers Heat playoff where you, where you leaned over LeBron's ear and just like Ooh, in his ear. Let me let me get the ASMRs. <sighs> You know what I mean? Like just that sort of behavior is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Um, 
that is such an annoying thing. I didn't think of outside of the NBA because I knew we were going into like basketball talk when we talked about this. Um, for me, I'll just throw out one name because like it's just annoying seeing him around and what he's been doing. Dog, that little motherfucker, Jose Alvarado from the Pel- Pelicans. I can't stand him, man. It might be just because of that, like he hides in the corner. Steal, yeah. Like it might be just because of that, but like something about it, like when it happened once, I was like, all right, cool, you got him, you got him. And then like it happened again, and then like they started showing clips, like he's been doing this since high school. I'm like, all right, man, like just fucking (laughs) play the game. Like let's, if like it happens and like a big moment, I'm I'm cool with it. But like the fact that like that's your game plan is like. Dog, just fucking play defense like man up like we don't need to see his, that type of shit his game for plan. you to get your one steal a game is like you doing that like just fucking get on defense his game plans to play hide and seek and just pop out of the corner somewhere yeah bro and it's like like the team just like yo man what are we gonna do in this play well we're gonna try to do this play and it's, oh steal <laughs> just motherfucker just get back on defense man like what's wrong with you yo he might so, be yeah, the that- most annoying one of the most annoying players if you're an opposing point guard in the league Definitely. Yeah, like that's that's what I mean by it. Like, I mean, you can go with the next one though. I was thinking of like annoying players, uh, NBA, someone who like flops a lot, like whose game is all about flopping, and not so much like, all right, you flop, but we're trying to get offensive foul a lot, like that's fine. But like um, trying to draw the charge, I th- I find charge drawers pretty annoying. Um, and the one that sticks out to me because he's. Dude, every play he he gets livid and yells at the referees because he thinks he deserves a, a charge. Kyle Lowry annoys <laughs> the shit out of me. He is always just complaining. His whole game plan is just complain to the referees and get fouls. Yeah, and I think it. I haven't seen it as list. much uh, since he won his championship uh, up in Toronto. But like that was. He was up there uh, oh with biggest floppers. Have you ever or, like, watched offensive foul? Have you watched the Heat this year? No, because they're not good. No, they're they're I think they're the five or the six seed right now. Their entire game plan is get fouls between Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. They get fouls like they get like forty <laughs> fouls a game between the two of them. Yeah, I can see that being annoying. Oh, um, big God. one right here. I wasn't yeah. going to even put him up there because I know how sensitive New Englanders are. Marcus, Marcus. Um, because we started, again, I knew that I would think of people once we actually started talking. I can't stand Dylan Brooks. Something about oh. the way that he plays <laughs> also. Because you were, you were talking about flops. He, and No. I just think about the the flop when he was in college and like somebody touched him and he like, Went, like jump back like 10 steps and then dove. And I was just like, I, like, for me, I'm like, get the fuck up. What are you doing? Like and he just has that like annoying persona. That's a good like, call. Thinking that he's something when he's actually your defensive stopper. Like just know your role. Be Tony Allen. Play defense and shut up. But like his his jump shot is annoying. The way he plays basketball is annoying. It's just like yeah, that that little motherfucker is a pest. I can't stand him. No, good shout on uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, friend of the pod, Seamus, who does uh, the My Wheelhouse Basketball podcast. He that's his least favorite player in the NBA. Um, he's definitely one of those guys who gets in your face and tries to like get under your skin. And he's super chucker guy. Like he takes twenty five shots a game that he shouldn't take. It's just oh yeah, um, absolutely. Hip hop again coming strong in the chat. Mark, like I know Boston fans. You know Marcus Smart is one of those players that if you have him on your team, you love him. But if you're an opposing team, you just hate Marcus Smart. So most of the NBA hates Marcus Smart. But he's another guy that like gets in your face. Uh, just kind of, he he just looks angry all the time, and he he just flops all the time. <laughs> 
Is it? I, I feel like. Oh, go ahead. My bad. No, I was gonna say. Go ahead. I was gonna say. Is um is the is the domain of the annoying player just for small guys like guards? Is that is that where we're going with the annoying player? No, because I got one that's not a, a a small. Um, with the Marcus Smart thing, I feel like because I'm not up north anymore, I don't hear or watch the Celtics as much. So like, I I wouldn't have even thought of him. But if you pulled me two years ago, he probably would have been my number one. Um, for annoying and this isn't even pest player that I'm going to go with. This is just somebody that like, I just can't stand seeing him on the basketball court. It's Rudy Gobert. Something <laughs> about Gobert that just is annoying. Like seven footer with like no offensive game besides maybe a put back dunk. He looks so unathletic. Like now he dyed his hair blonde. There's just so many things about him that I'm just like, how are you considered one of the best players in the NBA? And he's like defense maybe because like who, who can't get blocks when they're seven feet, like that should be just a given, but like what else are you bringing to the table for you to be considered this good and getting this much money? It's just an annoying guy that I look at and be like, ah, bro, if, if I was, if I was playing like 2k and they were like, you can draft five centers. Like I, he wouldn't even be on my fucking list. I'd be like, I'll take Darko Milicic from like off of retirement before I grab Gobert. I don't know why. I feel like everyone around the NBA just doesn't like Gobert. Basically, he's French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, last last. <laughs> don't do that, bro. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I'm working on that goal of learning a new language. Um, last one I just throw out there is Trey Young. I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. Is it just me? Do you find him a little annoying? I, I think it's his hair. No, <laughs> well, he like, looks like he looks like like a tell like you know baby he looks from like? like a toddler's like box. Like he looks like he's on one of those. Have you ever had um, a like a um, like a blow pop, light pop, and dropped it on the carpet and pick it up and it's just got all that like, like furs on it on that? That's what you that's think what his, his hair looks. That's like? what his hair looks like. That's I see fucked. that. I I mean I I feel like I don't see him as much of a pest because of like what he does to New York. I love that. Like I love the villainous that he has, like the Reggie Miller style of competitiveness he has against the Knicks. So like I I can't say that I would like something that somebody does and then call him some like annoying. Um, I although I said that like with LeBron. Um, but like I, I wouldn't for me, I wouldn't consider Trey Young an, an annoying player. I like how we said the the segments NBA catch up and we just pretty I much mean, talked five minutes about annoying about players. Basketball besides how annoying people are. Yeah. That that was the whole point of the segment, just to talk shit about people. I like that. All right. Let's talk some more shit really quick. Uh rat tat tat through this. All star selections, the starters are out. And just kind of to tell the audience how that works. So it's fan vote. Uh, media and player vote and the way it works is that the fan vote ranking is 50% of the total voting and the media and the players are 25% respectively so the way it works is like it's not number of total votes but how they finish in the rankings and they do it a composite ranking uh, we just wanted to look at the all-star starters and kind of I don't know take picks at it see what makes sense and doesn't make sense I'll just go through them real quick. Eastern Conference, Giannis. So the front course court is Giannis, Kevin Durant, Tatum, um, which is either if you're a forward or center. And then the guards are Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving. And then for the West, front court is LeBron, Jokic, Zion, backcourt, Curry, Doncic. I think the West is the more interesting one. Eastern Conference, you could make cases for other guys. I know Embiid um, was pretty... Uh, salty about not being a starter, but to be fair, like Giannis, KD, and Tatum, Giannis, KD, Tatum, and Embiid all deserve to be starters. But it's just the way it works. You have to only have three front court. Do you have any like egregious 
disagreements with the the East? Uh, East, I think they got them right. Um, I think the East is doing their best to try to separate Tatum and Brown because they both kind of play that wing position. So, like to say that yeah, he's not really a guard. A, yeah, to say that Brown is a guard, I think that that that's like the NBA trying to get him like considered an All Star because I don't think he is a, a wing. I don't think he's a guard. I think he's more of a wing. Um, I think the East got it right. I, I would say, you know, Giannis, Katie, and Tatum is per, par for the course for the three best, you know, bigs or, you know, forward slash centers in the NBA. Uh, you kind of get dwindled down with like the Mitchell Irving thing. Irving is just Kyrie Irving. I think you get a lot of people that respect him, his game-wise. Um, and he, then same thing with like a Donovan Mitchell, like that talent to go from the West to the East. If he was in the West, I don't think he's a starter, even if he's putting up the same numbers because it's the Jazz. But the fact that the Cavs have a really good team right now, it's kind of boosting him uh, in that <clears throat> better team, we'll say. I think he. I think if he has the same productivity he has here in the West, I think he starts over Curry. Really? Mm. I, I mean, Curry's done. He's he's Steph Curry still. He's still averaging over thirty a game, and you're not sitting Luke. You're not sitting Luca. Um, but again, argument for 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 a, not a bad day or anything like that. Uh, I just think that the guard plays a little weak. Um, Western Conference. Did you say you wanted me to go over that real quick? Yeah. Do you? I mean, I, I know you have disagreements in the West, so I figured we can go there really quick. Yeah. The only one that I can say that I just really don't care for is just the Zion effect. Um, I mean, we, we saw this, you know, McGrady back in the day, we saw it with uh, other players that like Vince Carter had happened a few times because he had the whole country behind him in Canada. Um, I don't like that. Like players that get injured, make the starting rotation. He's an all-star. We get it. We know he is. He is an all-star caliber player. The man's missed more than half games a season. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how you can vote or have him be a starter when there are other people that may deserve being there. Like, I don't really care for Anthony Davis being up that high. Same he was, thing, Glass House. He was the next guy up after. Yeah, uh, and it's Zion. just like I wouldn't put him there. And then like somebody that I know people will clown on him, but he is having a very respectable first half is Paul George. And like, yeah, PG, your kid. Look at his numbers, man. Look at his no. numbers. Paul, Paul George is having an incredible first half of the season. I think if anyone has a a gripe with this, it's Sabonis. I know it's not a sexy name, um, and no one likes the Kings, but he's he. The Kings are, I think, third seed right now, and he's a huge portion of why they've been so successful. Um, he's he's been fantastic. I think he deserves to be in there over Zion. Uh, I agree with you on the Zion thing. I think you need to play more games to be in consideration. And, you know, we talked before the show, it wasn't just the fan voting. Uh, players and co- uh, players and media both had him the third starter. So it is what it is. I, I think just, that's the reason why Sabonis would be so low, though, is because he is going to get the job done. But is he the sexy? It's pick? not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the problem is like for, for all-star votes, again, it's, you know, who's who's considered playing the best at the time, right? Um, but there's even though there's no positions, there's still positions and having two center slash two forwards, essentially three. If you had LeBron, a uh, LeBron, Jokic, and um, another center, you know, Sabonis, you're taking essentially like f- three bigs, right? Like three forward center centers that I don't think the NBA would ever want to have, even if he was playing at it like an MVP level. His vote voting would be a little lower still amongst those players because like the NBA doesn't want to see centers starting. Yeah, they just happen to have two centers in Jokic and Embiid that can shoot threes. I kind of also would have liked to see, and this is kind of a stretch. Um, 
SGA over Steph? I wouldn't put him over Steph, but like I hope he's considered an all-star reserve. You know what they um, should have done? Mm. Uh, remove Zion. I know Luca's listed as a guard, but he's actually more of a forward. Again, that's that's the thing is he plays point guard, but he's essentially a wing. It's so weird how how like the NBA is positionless right now. Yeah, but if you're looking for a traditional guard, yeah, I would say Shea. Uh, I used to say his name incorrectly all the time. I used to say Shy because it looks like it, but it's Shea 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 Gildress. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with Ja. You know what I mean? Like I talked about yeah. Ja essentially being, you know, like the Allen Iverson. Like he could be MVP this season, and he's not even considered the starter. So like a lot of things that can be up in the air. I I think the guard play in the West is far superior to the East, but I think the teams in the East are far superior than the West. Truth, yeah. Um... You know, we're still waiting on the rest of the reserves to be announced. We'll know that later on this week. Um, it'll, definitely, it'll definitely be fun when the All-Star game rolls around. We'll talk about it. I love the uh, celebrity game, so hopefully we get into that a little bit. That's always a good time. Uh, but you know what time it is, buddy. Mm, let's get it. It's time to get out of here with uh, one of our favorite segments. It's the last segment of the show called Closing Takes. It's where we get to get our last thoughts off. can be sports, can be pop culture, can be whatever the hell you want it to be. It's your time to iso ball and have fun. So let's do this. The show is coming to an end. But first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. All right, closing takes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I feel like you always end us with like a really good positive note. Um, so I'm gonna let you let you get your little uh, take off at the end. Uh, so I told you earlier in the year to watch a show on Hulu. Do you remember what it was? Mm, yeah. Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, so they are a English football club in the fifth tier. Um, it's actually technically semi-pro at that point. It's not even the professional league. They, this weekend, they've had a miraculous season. They're in the English FA Cup, which it's like all of England, all the clubs, Manchester United, everyone's invited. They went toe-to-toe with the top team in Division 2. Like, this is, like, one of the better teams in the world. They drawed 3-3. They're playing a rematch, actually. Let me get the date. February 7th. It's a Tuesday. Uh, But we're talking, like, David versus versus Goliath stuff. We're talking, like, if... Let me think of, like, a... hmm. What's, like, like the the tier down from the, the, the Power 5 in football, college football? Uh, like, like the Pac-12. Okay, I'm talking like uh, Washington, like a like a Washington playing Alabama, a Division two school, <laughs> essentially, oh. and that it ending in a tie. Like mm. that's the type of underdog matchup. And this team, man, check it out. I'm pumped, man. They just keep on going all the way, man. This is awesome. And uh, Wrexham owned by Rob Reynolds or no Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds. So it's Ryan. it's a fun it's a fun thing. So I'm actually glad you brought that up. I'm going to keep it on the uh, the movie slash show point two for mine. But I actually got a update or a notification when this happened because, again, the CIA knows and like 
your phones think and listen to everything you do. Um, but yeah, I got an update saying that Wrexham had taken the lead because they are they were up at some point in the game, right? They went up three two. So here's the crazy thing: is they went down one zero within the, like two minutes, and I'm like, oh well, <laughs> the writing's <laughs> on the wall. But man, scrappy. Not even this is semi-pro playing the leader, the second place team in the second tier of all like the best league in the world. It's yeah, crazy. so like I I was I was actually pretty amped and I followed it as much as I could. I I didn't finish obviously like watching it or watching the game, but I was I was pulled into it to know that they had taken the league. And I was like, let's go. Like I wonder if Trudeau and then I was like, he fucking knows about this. Yeah. Um so like that's cool. Like you, you love to see that type of stuff. Like if it meant essentially for some people thought that it was gonna be a joke. Uh, this is the prime example of like if you invest into something great things can happen like we saw what Deion sanders did um oh and jackson state. jackson state and like people will clown on that and be like yo we needed to get ed reed out of you know the team that he went Bethune to because he's cookman yeah like he's clowning on the you know the ad he's clowning on all these people like he's talking disrespectful and it's like no he wanted change and like change develops shit and like, look what happened for this team where like people that have some money, they invested into them from what I saw, like they upgraded their training facilities, like they, they upgraded their training staff, like a way that they can actually play the game and look what it did, right? Like that's momentum that they can carry and soccer. If I'm, if I can get corrected, they can move up, right? Like yeah. the more they win, they so, can go from semi-pro to like tier three. Yeah. If they win that, they can go from tier three to the bottom of tier two. Yeah. So like English football, it's. Tier, tier, it's semi-pro and like there's like a bajillion leagues below that um but there's two one championship premier league um and they're actually in first place in the semi-pro so they're about to potentially move up to the second league uh but they're they're playing a team that's going to play in the premier league next year and they're they're tying like legitimately a team that's going to be at the topest level the, the highest level which is in, it's just an insane story i just thought it was that's worth awesome. mentioning yeah, I'm, that's that's a great mention. I'm a big fan of that. I think if there's as much as I don't watch football or soccer anymore, I think their relegation system is incredible. And if the NCAA ever implemented that shit, you want to talk about money like Appalachian State before Appalachian State became Appalachian State. Appalachian. Sorry, I'm in North Carolina. I said it wrong. Please don't get mad at me for that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Appalachian State, like if they incorporated that into college football, that's buku bucks right there. So yeah, shout out Coach Prime oh. too. Did you see he got the number uh, number one cornerback to go to Colorado? Yeah, back to back years, they got the number one cornerback for last season, and they got the number one cornerback for this season. Should be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Colorado because I'm rooting for Prime. Um, but to keep it on the, I would say movie slash show area. Um, if you guys get a chance, because it's something that I did this past weekend. A great movie that just came out, You People. That movie was absolutely hilarious. Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, and Lauren London. Um, if you get a chance to take a look, did you did you watch it? I actually, it's so weird that I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about that movie. I thought it was hilarious. There's like some shit that like Eddie Murphy does like subtly that like makes you remember that he's a comedian, right? Because he's been away from the game for so long. Um, but like, it's, I think it's a good movie. It's got a lot of hidden messages for shit that like people need to learn. Um, when it comes to like how certain cultures are like, I guess, live their life. Um, but I think it's a good movie that like, if you are stumbling upon shit that you ain't really have 
like to do on a weekend and you just want to watch a movie, definitely you know pop that on. It's a good laugh and it's got a good moral story behind it. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, thumbs up, thumbs down, coming to America too. Didn't watch it. What? Because, yeah, I haven't watched it. I wanted to watch it. Good, you can boo me. I don't care. No, I wanted fine. to watch it, but I love how good Coming to America the first one is. One of my. Favorites. I don't want. Yeah, like it's it's definitely up there with like one of my favorite movies to watch. I can't say of all time. It's just one of my favorite movies. Right. If it's on, I'm gonna watch it. No, I was gonna yeah. say it's one. It's it's top five Channel movies stoppers. that like if it's on, I'm like, oh, I stop on it. Also, I, in the, on that list, a good list. Can't oh, give it away. Oh, good. This is a top a five. List. This is a top I five. Write that, that shit away, down. Though. Next week. Yeah, I got no, you. no, not next week. We got for. Can I just throw out one more real quick? Friday. Stop it on every time. Yeah, there's a, and that wouldn't even be in my top five, so I wouldn't put that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give that away. I I, I oh, have movies such that a are good absolute list. channel stoppers. Write that, like, write that if that's down. on, I'm watching it. And coming to America, I can't even say coming to America one. Just the original, original coming yeah. to America was so good that I just I don't want to be. It was upset that coming to America two would be bad. I would say this: uh, if you have just downtime, you want to just get something really dumb and funny to watch worth a watch it doesn't ruin the first one they kind of know that it's a money grab and they just kind of make fun of it and like have a good fast time and with furious? it, it yeah, it's a fast <laughs> and furious franchise don't get me started on those uh but it's good it's good uh <laughs> oh, we had dead air sorry i thought you were gonna tell me a show i apologize i thought no. you were gonna say something dude we, we we're an hour and a half in and it was such a smooth show and we of course stick to under an hour for it to it's like you know what we just did you know the gymnasts at the olympics and they have the perfect routine and they go to stick landing and fall on their face that's the first in the grizz podcast hey man it, it happens it does happen true to get us out of here though all right hey remember oh first of all before i say remember all the bullshit guys thank you for watching live hip-hop man we love you we love all you everyone listening but uh, we appreciate the input you guys are what makes the show what it is what do we say it's the podcast for the people right it is the people's podcast so yeah um you know it's also a podcast so check us out spotify apple uh you know all that good stuff uh d get us out here right buddy as we say every time i'm wrapping up and we wrapping up please y'all take care of y'all mentals y'all take care of y'all physicals take care of y'all bread take care of y'all chicken take care of y'all children peace love hair grease and we'll catch you on the motherfucking rebound <laughs>